The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Yes, hello, and welcome to episode 256, six, I think, <laughs> seven? Oh, should we check? Seven, 257. Seven, seven, oh. <sighs> I'm glad wow. you were just be, just corrected by uh, by someone in the chat. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much, uh, everyone, for joining and watching. Uh, those on the audio, thank you so much for for listening. We are on our new channel, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 365MCS. And that reminds me, everyone, please give us the thumbs up. We, we're doing the, you know, every time you watch the show, please give us a thumbs up. That helps the algorithms to push it to people so that others can see it as well. Uh, and make sure you're subscribed and you're, you click the little bell. Uh, so you get subscribe, you get the notifications of when we go live and when we do video, make sure you're following us on all the socials at three, six, five MCS on the Twitter and the LinkedIn and the Insta and all of the, all of them. So TikTok, Yeah. Make sure you follow. You've been us. having fun with that, Daniel. That's that's been yeah, and we'll we'll have some more fun too. Yeah, with that, especially with some of the other content that we'll be start to produce uh, here on this channel, and uh, I'd love to have you come along. So make sure you follow us on the socials. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. this week, this week, yes, we have much, much uh, coming uh, from Microsoft Ignite, and look, if I cast our mind back, Daniel, to uh, even the last time that we were able to do this in person at 2019 Ignite, um, that we were able to meet with um, the team that that managed the message center, the features, the capabilities, um, and uh, we, we would often try and cover the number of announcements that get dropped into the message center during Ignite. And yeah. I think just over the few years or so, that that cadence has changed where you've got like these, the events sessions have been sorted and sometimes are still changing right up to the minute before they actually get broadcast live. Um, mm. That there's been less of a focus about lining up messages that, that kind of equate yeah. to announcements. I, I agree with you. There's still going to be a lot of blog posts, right? Uh, mm -hmm. If you're following on tech community, you're going to see a lot of blog posts posted on Tuesday uh, in the U.S. Tuesday and and Wednesday, right? Um, is it that Wednesday or Thursday? Anyway, uh, during Ignite, you're going to see a lot of blog posts that are happening, and uh, you, with a lot of information, you still are. But I think you're right that the the cadence is a little bit different. It has changed. It, it was. You know, everything led up to Ignite for the most part. For those that were in the SharePoint or collaboration world, there was another conference um, that at kind of the opposite timing um, in the spring. Same thing. There was kind of announcements at both, but but Ignite was that big announcement, everything mm. holding back. And um, But uh, so it has changed a little bit. Mm -hmm. So the um, reason I bring that up is that uh, this week, is very slim in terms mm. of announcements though Indeed. there are some there is one which we do want to to definitely talk about uh in terms of change management 
Yeah, but sure. uh, we don't expect to see um, too much dropping in the message center during Ignite because, as Daniel said, it comes out as a blog post. And I think these days, too, we don't see a lot go live around Ignite time where, oh, we've got sure. this new feature that's just been talked about and you can go to the portal and see it. Um, we can be hopeful, but... There's, I am sure there going to be some things that are on public preview you know something things that come at public preview or are announced as a public preview that will be happening soon um mm. at ignite so i'm sure there's some of those uh so we may get some in the message center saying here's how you turn on public preview or something like that but you know for the most part we're talking about items that come into your environment you know soon ish right and so a lot of those blog posts are going to be talking about if you just look historically most of the things that are officially announced at ignite are months away right yeah maybe yeah. even um you know a year away well <laughs> we have had some that have been announced that something in mind <laughs> almost a, a couple of years to actually happen um but uh you know some of the things that are announced may, you know, maybe like first of next year, calendar year coming. So yeah. anyway, we'll get to them uh, as they roll out. So, yeah. But we do have patience, one. Patience, man. Patience. patience. Come on, Daryl. Get some patience. Sure. We, we do have one, though, that is um, pretty, it snuck up on us here a little bit yeah. in some ways. And I think it's going to be very important for organizations to... Uh, be mindful of and start communicating to their users. Yeah, and the interesting thing, uh, Daniel, isn't it that it's in your tenant, but not in mine? There's there's only yeah. a few of those that happen these days. That's right, it, and it's very interesting that I guess they're just rolling it out across the uh, world at different times. But I do have this one. This is protect your organization with Azure AD security defaults, MC442488. Now, just as Daryl said, if you don't have that in your tenant, then this is not happening for you right now. And they just haven't um, pushed this out to you yet. But for this one, it is, that, and this is kind of interesting. The beginning of the message, it's like a, a blog post or it's a marketing message of every day there are hundreds of millions of passwords <laughs> blah 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 okay so this is about enabling security defaults multi-factor really is what this is about enabling for organizations so starting october 17th and that's the first clue uh, the, or the first bit where we're like wait a minute what because you'll notice it says october 5th is when this was published so uh, October 17th, which is by my calculations, 12 days after it was first published. Never mind. Math may be wrong, but that's my, my calculation. Um, they're going to enable, start enabling um, security defaults for your organization. What does this mean, Daniel? I'm so glad you asked. What will happen is when a user logs in using their Azure AD account. Now, that's the account you use whenever you log into Yes, the Azure portal, but also Microsoft 365, right? So mm -hmm. when you log in via a web browser, that is important to note, uh, not through like an Office app on your desktop, then you're going to be prompted as a user, no matter if you're a user or an admin, to uh, set this up to enable security defaults, okay? 
Um, if you are a global administrator, then it is going to um, prompt you to set this up, which will include you need to set up multi-factor through, um, and this is talking about the Microsoft Authenticator app, and make you provide a phone number as a second way of getting um, text or calls if, for instance, you don't have an Authenticator app. Um, at the time, if you know, making sure there's multiple ways for you to log into your account. Now, let me take a step back and say, if you've already done this for your organization, then you don't need to worry about any of this, right? That you've already gone through this. But for those organizations that have not enabled it, this is what's going to happen. Okay. So if you've already set up, you know, a lot of organizations have already set up, for instance, their global admins have already had to do this, right? Because you could say that all my administrators, I, I you know, force this. But then, so if you haven't set this up already, if you're a normal user, then you're going to get prompted to install the, uh, to use the Microsoft Authenticator app for multi-factor authentication. Now, you can put this off for 14 days, but if you don't uh, enable, if you don't, it's what this message says, when you don't interact with that message that it's going to um, present to the user, then the defaults will be enabled after 14 days. So they're forcing this on you. Daryl, let me say this, okay? I want to be very, very clear. This is a good thing. Every organization needs multi-factor authentication turned on for all their users, not just their admins. Because um, it doesn't matter if you're an admin or not. There could be things that are that call have security problems, but also... Uh, issues for you, maybe for your clients or those that you work with, other organizations, phishing and all this stuff, right? So it doesn't matter if you're an admin or not. So this is a good thing. However, I have a problem with not only the timing of this, October 5th to 17th, we have 12 days before these messages start popping up for our users, our end users. So we need to educate them. Okay, great. My second problem though is they don't provide you any walkthrough. Here's what the message is going to look like. Here's what how you need to help your users. Here's a guide you could send them. Here's a website you can show, you know, where they can refer. It doesn't, it's not, there's none of that. You know, there is some documentation here. It's all IT at uh, pro. It's how do you enable this in Azure um, right now? If you wanted to do it before we're forcing mm -hmm. Um, so those are my problems, Daryl. I, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to beat this um, to a pulp here, but I kind of feel like this is a big deal for those organizations that haven't enabled it, right? And uh, because we're not giving them enough time, but we're also not giving them tools they need. What What are your thoughts? Change management, managing change, yeah, preempting it ahead of time preparing people allowing communicators to communicate this well in advance if you haven't already done so yeah uh that that's the initial thing right uh, i know that the the enrollment process for mfa has improved but it still in some ways is a little clunky like we we're it people or you know, others that might, you know, reasonably be technically savvy, but there is still a fair few people out there that, that will need some help that 
do need to walk into a clinic or a tech bar and say, can you help me set this up, please? Um, maybe I'm making uh, more of it than I should, but um, this could be interesting. Now, there's all sorts of scenarios where there are, um, you know, frontline workers that maybe they are, uh, you know, signed in without MFA, but they've now expected to put a piece of software on their phones and um, maybe use their mobiles as a, as a backup number and whether or not texts have been charged. There's all sorts of scenarios there which uh, take time to communicate it to. And what happens uh, when you switch phones? Like if you, you yeah. switch carriers and you get a new phone, how do you get the Authenticator app on there to connect with your et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there's, mm. there's, you're right. There's scenarios here that have to be well-documented um, for end users. And again, if your organization's already enabled it, good for you, because again, this is what is needed 100%. But for those organizations that haven't enabled this, then you're going to need these resources and um, they're just not there. It's just not, there's some, but we're not, pointed to those resources on mm. this message, right? Where it's not, here are some blog posts, here's some walkthroughs, here's a video on YouTube, here's whatever to help people set this up, but also those other scenarios. So you're going to have to get your help desk people trained. Um, you know, how do we help them over Teams, for instance? Uh, you know, they have to share their screen, show us the thing, show us their phone, you know, with a camera, what about those people that don't want their phone used for company business? Yep. yep. What, yeah. what is our scenario here? What? Yeah. Um, well, um, where we've faced it, um, usually we guide them towards the option to receive a phone call. And then, you know, that way you, you can yeah. at least receive a message and that you know covers people who also don't have smartphones you know yeah. there's still dumb phones out there but yeah lots of different scenarios that that um you know as consultants we've guided our clients through when you know they've had to face it but the point is <clears throat> there's been time to prepare them for this yeah. and in this case i want to know daniel like it's just, I'm thinking of it now the timing of this and the proximity to um exchange changing from basic authentication to modern authentication it's like hey um i know that there's a correlation maybe that now yeah, all of a know. sudden we're getting mfa pushed on but yeah i don't um, know and and another scenario i was thinking about uh and I, this is real world people it, people are not used to having to have a device their phone for in this case with them while they log in yeah. right if they don't do this all the time then having to have their phone ready to accept, you know, those requests or whatever, when they're trying to log in, it's, it is change management, just like Daryl was saying. And um, frankly, you don't have time uh, to fix it, but you're going to have to. So you're going to have to get on this um, right now. Yeah, I, um, I know there's also like a exceptional workaround for service accounts and I can see, you know, possibilities where mm -hmm. whether it be a, a terminal somewhere in a, on a factory floor or mm -hmm. hopefully all of those sorts of things have been done correctly so they're not going to get caught up in a right 
you know, oh, work around. Oh, and you did say something there too, and I remember this. Um, when it's not just when you visit in a web browser, because when when you authenticate through Office on your desktop and you sign in, in there with your M365 account, your Azure AD account, um, I've seen it trigger and ask for MFA even mm -hmm. at that point if you haven't got it set up. Right. Yeah, it 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 can be part of that. And you know, and I'm thinking you're talking about on the floor uh, and there's a lot of frontline workers that are not allowed to have their phone right <laughs> on on the floor, like a manufacturing yeah. floor and, and but they have to log in to a terminal or to a system to to do things, but they're not going to have mm. their phone. I mean, there we're talking about edge cases here and I get that 100%. I understand that, but one really we're trying to highlight and emphasize the fact that if you don't have it turned on right now, this is one of those, you need to start making a plan now and start communicating mm. and getting advice on how to, how to fix this or um, uh, communicate this in your organization now. Like, don't wait. This is one of those, you're just going to have to put off whatever other initiative you're working on right now until this one gets figured out. So, so, uh, yeah, it's happening very soon. Very soon, October 17th, people. And it's, like I said, it's not in my tenant. So maybe Microsoft's test in the water with North America or the US first and taking it from there, but expect to see this come to your part of the world at some point. Yeah, I would um, expect it. We'll just see For what sure. the reaction is to begin with. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. What did we learn from that rollout? <laughs> uh, hold. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, Daniel, what's up? What's up next? There's a couple of, uh, let's just divvy these up and carry on. It's not like we go, you, well, me, you, there's, me, we've got, there's plenty to talk about. No, we've got a couple of um, whiteboard ones. Right? Yeah. I mean, so yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. This this is a couple of good things really for for whiteboard mm -hmm. that uh, will be useful. Uh, inserting online videos for whiteboard MC double four three nine double zero. This is going to support embedding videos from these specific sources: YouTube, mm -hmm. Stream, Flip, Vimeo, TED, and SlideShare. Slideshare a video or is it a slides? I, I guess you could have videos how. on Slideshare. I guess so. But um, yeah, look, there's a reason that they have specific sources. We sort of saw the same dynamic with what was embeddable within uh, OneNote. It's uh, mm -hmm. also about, you know, sharing a whiteboard um, and embedded content from a trusted source. Otherwise, it could mm -hmm. be used as a way to spread viruses, right? Uh, among other things. Um, but yeah, those those are commonly used sources. Um, good to see stream <laughs> your own source of videos right. within your own organization. Right. Um, this is going to be rolling out. Uh, what is it? To whiteboard web Teams and Windows app. Mm -hmm. So not whiteboard mobile, but the other three scenarios are well covered. Um, early October and expect to be completed mid to late October. So some of you might be seeing this already in your mm -hmm. whiteboard experience. Um, 
the interesting thing with this feature, Daniel, is you have to turn something on to make it possible, and it, it's it's like it's a generic setting that controls a number of different customization experiences. Um, so there's yeah. details there about how to enable it in config.office.com and it's in policy management. Um, but yeah, uh, do you see this being a useful feature? Well, I, I think so. Videos is the, I think, you know, we all know it. Here we are on video or also on audio, of course, for the podcast. But I think video is a way people are consuming a lot of content, especially learning content, as well as um, the uh, informational types of content. One thing that I do see missing here, and it's not a video platform, okay? So I'll go ahead and say that. But it is a platform that videos happen <laughs> and are stored on, which is uh, and via post, which is LinkedIn. Um, I was kind of like, hmm. well, if we're going to do SlideShare, uh, why wouldn't we use LinkedIn? Because there's a lot of video on there. But um, I do feel like that... Um, this this will be used uh, quite a bit as long as we educate people that it's going to be there. Uh, hmm. The more the, I think getting more into whiteboard is good. I, I still personally feel like whiteboard is a um, it's kind of like a, a the flip side, um, the B side of the record uh, as far as applications in Microsoft 365, and so. You know, if it's ever going to be, uh, you know, an application that's more widely used uh, in organizations, um, you know, a lot of this type of functionality is going to have to be added. Yeah. Um, one thing about embedding videos, and this is, this is one of the advantages of being able to embed it in a OneNote as well, is um, you're already in a space where you can sort of throw ideas together. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, imagine being able to lay this out in your whiteboard, prepare it ahead of time. You're going to mm -hmm. watch some videos together. Now, I wonder if that actually works. So you can put whiteboard as a team's shared experience on that mm -hmm. shared stage, much like Excel Live and PowerPoint Live. When, when I, I haven't tried this, but it will be interesting to see when it comes. Can you click the, the play video. button? And, and it actually, yeah, it plays it hmm. uh, at the same time for everyone, or do they all have to click right. play at the same time? I don't know. I would hope that it's a shared experience. Yeah. And then, yeah. Um, so lastly for us uh, this week is another Microsoft Whiteboard uh, mention, which is inserting <laughs> links, URLs hmm. uh, for Whiteboard. Um, so same same timeline for embedding videos, which is early October to mid late October. This is MC four four three nine zero one. Great, we can insert URLs, fantastic. But the the cool thing I saw here was, and I don't, I'm not <laughs> I'm trying, I'm not belittling the fact of being able to add, but it's the preview feature, right? The yeah. the preview of what that content is is pretty slick if it didn't include that i'd be like eh, okay but it does and so i think that's that's great do you you think um you think this is a great addition daryl for whiteboard uh, to be able to kind of link to uh, outside resources yeah 
yeah, like, again, it's, hey, everyone, we're going to come to this part of the lesson or session or whatever. Mm -hmm. I want you to click on this link and um, view some content there, and then we'll come back and pass some comment and throw some stickies on the board and mm -hmm. get some uh, get some thoughts about that. You know, it could be like a link to a, uh, a prototype of a, a website or a something mm -hmm. that, you know, you want people to actually go and see the live content. Um, it could be a I link find... to a to a quiz. It could be a link mm -hmm. to a um, a form. a form or a, but it also link to an information. You know, maybe you're giving a training or class maybe classroom. Mm. Whiteboard is used in the classroom. Uh, you know, a link to an article or a link to you know lots of uh, different resources to be used there. So I I, mm -hmm. I think that would be great. Um, yeah, um, we've seen um, varying successful implementations of rich preview, some mm -hmm. that are useful, some right. that grab an image that probably you wanted more control over which image right. you grabbed for your <laughs> rich preview. Yeah, uh, and I find that with um, with uh, with video thumbnails, if you haven't deliberately put mm -hmm. something in there, it will grab a frame where it's usually right where you're, and someone will complain, weird, right? Yeah. Especially yeah. if it's like the the link to a, a town hall recording mm -hmm. video of your your CEO and they're like partway through saying a word and they're like oh and they look like they've just been <laughs> off the source or something. Uh, <laughs> change that. I can't. We'll take right. it down. Okay. <laughs> yes. Nice. Um, but I, I I think this is good. We're seeing a, a obviously richer content coming into whiteboard which I think has been needed. Uh, so this is good. Yep, yep, yep. More, more, bring it on for Whiteboard. Right. Okay, well, that that is Whiteboard. That is that is the show. How did we stretch those three messages? <laughs> I don't know, but we did it. Well, the yeah. first one was, we, we talked a bit, and I told oh, yeah. Darren, I was like, I can talk about this for 15 or 20 minutes about um, enabling those defaults So uh, for security. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. but yeah, good, good to see. And look, good to see you all here on the new channel. You, you found mm -hmm. us, um, and do all the things that Daniel said at the top of the show, like yes. subscribe, three six five MCS, different social platforms. We share are, us, yeah. share this video out, peeps. Send the just copy and paste the link, send it out so others can find us. Um, put it on the social and make sure you tag us, and we will amplify you. We will retweet and reshare and like and all that wonderful stuff of the content you post. Yeah. So enjoy the week. Enjoy Microsoft Ignite, or if you're not watching it, the, the news that comes out of it, and let us know what you think there. Mm -hmm. uh, we will be coming back to you with some thoughts around that. Uh, it yeah. might not be the live show the following week, but let's see what we can put together, Daniel. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Hmm. Somewhere in between all of that, all of that visiting you've got to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That all right. Right. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. Until next time, we'll see you then. Bye-bye.